Welcome to the 17th episode of the Uneasy Podcast. My name is Isis. This podcast is about many of the uneasy conversations we go over and over in our minds. In this 17th episode, we will continue our conversation with my friend Adrian about the creative process and seeking approval once you've put your piece of work out there. I want to give another huge thank you to Adrian for her time and thoughtfulness. Adrian was so kind to share her creative process and the emotions she feels after she's completed and put her work out there for the public to judge. I will continue to correlate such uneasy ideas of the creative process to the book I recently wrote titled Upala. The title is spelled U-P-A-L-A and it is available for purchase on CreateSpace if you want a printed copy or on Amazon if you want an ebook. I want to mention I included my email on the first page of the book and I encourage you to reach out and share your uneasy thoughts, reactions, suggestions, and stories. I want to gather all of your input and with your permission to share, create our own series of episodes featuring topics you would like to discuss. So you've written your last word, you've completed your final edit, you are converting your audio or video into a format for others to enjoy or to critique. You want to celebrate and savor this moment, but you're also very conscious of having to put yourself and your creation out there. Sitting down to create something is so emotionally up and down because you're excited and you're anxious and then you're stressed and then you're worried and then you're excited again when you see like the break of the clouds and all of that. But nothing compares to (laughs) when you put it out because then you have the relief of okay, it's done, it's out. But the anxiety is unbelievable. And I stalk YouTube comments to see what people are saying. Because you're you're seeking approval. You're subject to that. It's it's like being, it's like standing in front of the, in front of the whole town, wondering if they're gonna stone you or not. You're, you know, tied to a stake, wondering like, are they gonna stone me? Or are they gonna praise me? Or like, what's gonna happen? And so, the anxiety can be really, really high. And to me, the more confident I am about the project, the more anxiety that I have, though, because there's a scripture that says pride always goes before the fall. And even though I'm not necessarily in a proud place, meaning anti-humility, I, I might be proud of the work. And sometimes I just fear, like, the more proud you are of this work, watch, they're going to hate it. They're gonna hate it. And then, I mean, it's only happened like once in, to that degree where the, where people were like, what is this? Um, so thank God I haven't had to endure too, too much. But I have endured like looking at things in the areas that people are nitpicking are like, that was the best part. Are you serious? Or, you know, and you find yourself like, what? And it, while it might just be one comment, that one comment, I always resist the urge to just delete it. Because I have the liberty to delete your comment. But then, you know, it's not a fair representation of what people think about this work and the integrity to stay true to that and not just turn it and manipulate it into being, oh, everyone loved me, is, is also one of those, those creative struggles that you go with or struggles that you, that you go with as a creator to not um, manipulate people's commentary about your stuff. But it's a, it's a, it's a fun, cool process that um, I, I know is I meant for it. And. I remember my very first creative project I completed, I think I held on to it so tight, almost smothering it, 
trying to protect it from any potential harm. There's so many ideas and I just try to stick to what I wish was on TV, what needs to be on TV, and would I watch it if I if I were the viewers? Because like I start alluded to before, I was starting to say like sometimes I, the project will start taking a different shape if I'm listening to too many other people. And by the time it's done, I don't even know the project anymore. And it's like, yeah, this isn't what I had in mind. And I, if aside from the fact that I created it, I probably wouldn't watch it. And so that's, I think that internal compass of what do I like versus what don't I like, it's not the end all be all, because there's a whole bunch of other people that's gonna watch your stuff that don't have the same taste as you. But I do think it's a firm foundation to start with so that your own creation is a representation of you. Mara Brock Akil is a great example. All of her stuff is about women and black women at that. There's a ton of people out there who, could, who couldn't care less about the stories that she chooses to tell. But she stays true to the essence of it. I'm sure that as the process goes, it changes from one thing to the next. But she doesn't let go of what the ultimate goal is, what the essence of her stuff is. And so you can almost look at something and know without seeing credits that she has something to do with it because her voice is in the is in it. And that's, that's what you go for when you're a writer of any kind or a creator of any kind. You're looking for your voice to be heard in some kind of way. Through your characters that you write or through the actors that speak the words of your characters or through the visual aesthetic like for painters and, and other visual artists, you're looking for your voice to be heard in some kind of way. Last episode, I shared with you a particular critique I received about the book being too personal. I've also mentioned in past episodes, I've been told the protagonist isn't mainstream enough or I need to change the cover, all of which will take away from the essence of the book Upala. What are some creative directives you've received? Were these suggestions constructive or detrimental to the essence of your project? How do you navigate your way through your creative process and then the flooding opinions to come? It's a, it's a fine line struggle though, because sometimes if people are saying, if they're giving criticism, no matter how, how harsh or kind, they're, they're telling you what they think. And ultimately we can say what we want. We care about what they think. We have to care about what they think. They're the consumer. And so there could be something to what they're saying, but there's not, we can't make a change because every single person is saying something. We had a video go out one time. The, there was some critique about the camera style the shooting style and it immediately made the team want to divert from being so creative with how we shot it but then like two weeks later there was a comment about how refreshing the camera style was and it's like you can't make a change just because someone said something every time or else you're just back and forth flipping and flopping and so always being sure of what you wanted to get out of it, what you wanted to convey, the contribution to the culture that you wanted to make. When you're sure about that, it, it makes it a lot easier to sort of navigate. It lowers the anxiety. It doesn't take it away. I don't think there is a person alive who can tell you there's no anxiety when it comes to like putting your stuff out there because you're putting your heart out there and you're putting your mind out there. Your intellectual property is yours and yours alone. And when people step on it and spit on it, it feels like it feels bad, you know? No one likes the way that feels. But then when they praise it and love it and adore it, there's no better fuel than that for a creator. And I make it a point when I watch YouTube, 
Um, there are some channels and creators that I follow because I just love their work. And I always leave comments because now I know how it feels to read encouraging comments. And I also know how it feels to get criticism that wasn't so constructive. So when things aren't that great, to the point that it's detrimental, I'll make a comment in a way, hopefully, prayerfully, that they can understand versus it just being like, this was horrible. This episode sucks so much. Sometimes people are like really unnecessary versus, you know, asking like, so why this choice of thing instead of that choice when that thing was working so well? You know, like hopefully it'll help the creator see versus just just make them feel bad. I also like on YouTube, they have the thumbs up and thumbs down. And I, I thrive off of those too as a creator, not just looking at the number of views, but also the number of people who liked it so much that they felt in, inclined to click the button or disliked it so much that they felt inclined to click the button in, in addition to comments because people like things and they don't always give you feedback. So the people who do are the people who who, who you're actually talking to. And um, I try to reciprocate now that I know how that feels and and give feedback so that, especially on stuff, and you really do want it to keep keep going because it's also so expensive and taxing to, to create content as an independent creator that that alone can make a person be over it. So when they get good feedback from an audience and the audience basically tells them, I will die if you do not put up another episode ASAP. It makes you feel so good and it makes you want to keep keep going. As a creator, do you offer feedback or likes to fellow creators? How constructive is your criticism? Do you consider yourself encouraging to others or competitive? When you do receive feedback, do you maintain a dialogue with those who felt so inclined? We have a new series coming out next week, um, our talk show series. Well, one of them, we have a couple that are in the works, but one of them we shot a few weeks ago and it's called The Conversation. And it's about um, love and marriage and dating and courting and mating and waiting and all of that on a very practical level. And our goal is to engage a healthy, well-rounded discussion among Christians who have non-Christian experience though. Everybody hasn't always done this dating and mating and waiting and marriage thing the right way. And um, and some people have. And so we have a variety of, of life experience who are on this, on this talk show talking about this stuff. And I'm so, so, so excited about it. And the team is excited. And I'm also so nervous. This show by the the episodes are going to vary based on topic and on the people who are having the discussion. And when we had our shoot, we shot two different ones. One of all women, single women, and it was half single women and half married men. And the the discussion with the married men was so amazing. The conversation originally started because of one of the videos we'd already put up about being domestic. And someone wrote in and asked a question to uh, Matthew and Jeanette, who had just gotten married, about how do, what would you say to a woman who is seeking to be in a God-honoring relationship? She's done a lot of emotional work. She's really feeling ready, but she doesn't know how to cook 
or clean or do, she doesn't do much domestic stuff. If you want to find out the answer, check out the next episode where we will continue our conversation with Adrienne as she shares more in depth about the topics discussed on the YouTube channel P4CM. So please check it out. Also, please rate this episode, leave a comment, subscribe to the Uneasy Podcast. I would love to hear from you. For more details about this episode, please visit QuasiSound's website. I've included my speaking notes for this episode for you to read as well as the music. And while you're there, please buy my book. I sincerely appreciate your support. Thank you for listening to the Uneasy Podcast.